Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! DC fans alike, today is an amazing day to be a DC fan. We'll talk about all the reasons why, but to start, I'm your host, Roxy Stryer, and you guys can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer, alongside Lex Michael. Hi, that is who I am. I am Lex Michael. I am also (laughs) on all of the stuff at the Lex Michael, and alongside me... It's Dave Child. It's Dave Child. Hi, I'm at MR Dave Child. Online and also on Instagram. Is that also known as Mr.? And Mr. Dave Chow, yeah. Okay, and Frank Moran sitting next to him. Yes, you can find me on the Twitter at HappyGoJackie. Did you guys catch That's the so joke great. on what we're doing here, being our own Kevin Smiths at the table? <laughs> this is how Kevin Smith hosts, so this is how we're going to host as well. And by the way, no shade to him. He no. is amazing. <laughs> if I could He's spell great. it out quick enough, <laughs> I, I mean, would do that. I think you guys already know that I'm a fan, but everyone <laughs> else is a fan. <laughs> so can you explain for the people out there who don't know why Kevin Smith is so great. That's, I love it. Alright guys, great. we are covering two different things tonight. First, we're covering DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Their time is now, which was a really cool way to get us into episode one, which is premiering on Thursday, so I'm excited about that. And we're co- talking about the Dawn of the Justice League, which was the second half hour that we watched, where we got to see Suicide Squad's trailer premiere. Or, sorry, not their trailer. They're calling it... Uh, uh, their teaser sneak, clip. Well, they first said sneak peek, and sneak then if peek. they after a while, yeah. Kevin Smith just kept saying trailer. For yeah. Them. So I think it's it's a trailer. Okay, trailer. we can call it a trailer, trailer then. Yeah. And we got yeah. to see a little bit of Wonder Woman, which we're all really yeah. excited about. Really cool. I just need to know from you guys a little more because we're starting to host a, a whole panel together, and I need to know what your DC backgrounds are. What mm-hmm. shows are you watching? What movie are you most excited for? Just just get me a little pumped up on you guys. Starting with you, Lex. Me. Yeah. Okay. So I I very much grew up with this stuff. For me, it was uh, at first obviously the the Tim Burton Batman movies and the Donner Superman stuff, and then why do you say obviously? Oh, I say obviously just because it was there before a lot of some of the rest of this other stuff was. But (laughs) but for me, maybe the biggest the biggest and most significant turning point in my relationship with the DC universe was when I discovered the Bruce Tim DC animated universe series. Batman, Superman, right. Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, Batman Beyond, and that stuff led me to the comics years and years and years ago. And so I became heavily, heavily, heavily immersed in 
the comics, never expecting that I would live to see some of the stuff that we are now getting to see realized in yeah. live action. I'm like, what really totally, totally blows my mind really hard is that uh, it was, we're in 2016 right now. Yes, we are. And that is, that, I got that right. <laughs> that is true. Um, we're caught up. It was, it was four short years ago that a movie starring the Avengers seemed like a insanely risky gambit yeah. on the part of Marvel Studios. Now, cut to not even four full years later, and we've got a version of that, thanks to DC Comics, we've got a version of that on TV every week. It's right. it's insane and so, so super, super cool. Yeah. I completely agree. Dave, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I, I loved comics ever since I could read them or look at pictures. I would say I was a big Flash fan, actually. I loved the Mark Wade, uh, Wally West Flash back in the day. That was like my jam. And then Batman the Animated Series came out, and it blew my mind. It was so good. It actually introduced the world to Harley Quinn. Yes. There was no Harley Quinn in the comics until the Batman Animated Series. And then it became a comic thing, and it just... I'm really excited. I'm excited to see a Wonder Woman movie because I've been wanting a Wonder Woman movie for so long. How come? She's so badass. Yeah. She's so good, and it's easy. It would be so easy. I mean, Xena Warrior Princess did it. Why can't they just make it into a movie? So I've been waiting for like the Wonder Woman movie because she's great. And she also builds off of like the Greek mythology, which I was kind of obsessed with as a kid. And it was a good, like, uh, I like loved mythology and I loved comic books. And it just kind of blended together. Your so. prayers are about to be answered, yes. luckily for you. What about you, Frank? <laughs> I started off with the comic books. Uh, and I uh, love the whole, what I loved about the whole DC universe is just like the uh, time travel is so prevalent as well as uh, multiple Earths. Anytime, Earth 1, Earth 2, just uh, so fantastic. So, a uh, huge old school uh, Earth 2 fan. Uh, just Alan Scott, Jay Garrick, those versions of uh, Green Lantern and Flash, I just really gelled with. I like the, just discovering, like, you read them as a kid, just see, like, oh, you've you know, Superman, Batman, but then you discover there's a whole other Earth with characters that you didn't even know that existed before you were even born. And finding out all their adventures, I, I really jived with that. And then it was the Justice League animated series. Yeah, yes. oh, that was so good. Uh, cool. Dwayne McDuffie, just the stuff that he was doing for Justice League Unlimited, just doing those long season-long arcs yes. with all the characters in there. Oh, just He did such a great act. And especially the last episode with Lex Luthor and Darkseid going toe-to-toe. Yeah. Uh, what a, a just a great wrap-up for that entire series. Yeah. So, for me, I'm looking forward to the Justice League movie. I enjoyed the adventures, but I'm curious to see. Yeah. I've been a little trepidatious about DC's kind of acceleration. Trying to feel like they're trying to catch up to Marvel for sure. So I'm curious to see how they're going to handle the Justice League movie. I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping that we get like a, a nice Brainiac kind of how they did in the series and and like Dark Side. They I I think I I noticed they were hinting a little Dark Side. We could talk about that later, but like I'm wondering if. He's going to come in. Well, it definitely later look. On. There are what look like parademons in the Batman Superman trailer. I yeah, could we not talk picture them being anything. I else. have no idea. I don't, what yeah. yeah, there's not many other options we have there. It'd be interesting for them to try to pick something else with that. Right. Uh, so I actually, you guys, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you guys have all been fans for so many years. I was a big Superman fan growing up, mm-hmm. uh, but it was more just Superman. Loved the character. Read a lot of Superman stuff, and then. I had a big brother that I was really trying hard right. to impress, and mm-hmm. he was a massive comic book fan. Same with me. So, was, yeah. I, and it was cool. It was cool to like comic books, and it was cool to. And I was, I was all in on it. So then, uh, in more recent years, I started really like loving it just for myself and right. loving finding random things. 
love every single DC TV show that there is. Yes. I'm obsessed with what they have put on television. Um, I'm even into Gotham, which I know has a bunch of haters, but I love it. I love Supergirl and what they've done. I love Flash. I love Arrow. I even loved Constantine. I'm so excited for Legend of Tomorrow and for Preacher, which I can't... Sure. Yeah, Yeah. jeez. So I'm, I'm all in on DC TV right now, which is why when I heard that Legends of Tomorrow was looking for an After Buzz panel, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> right. I'm going to get the nerdiest, coolest people together. We've got to do you this. Got yes. Yeah, got right. a, yes. We got our own Legends <laughs> put together. <laughs> well, like, well, like, so, so, Frank, you specifically mentioned how big a fan of the Earth 1, Earth 2, like the multiverse concept that you are. And, like, it's one of. Since this stuff started, I keep having these moments of, oh my God, we're, we're here now. Yes. And especially once Flash started right. and they started going real hard with the time travel aspect. Dude, we, we got Victor Garber explaining the multiverse. Which was awesome. visual, like, dude, yes. I don't know about you. I, straight, I got emotional. That was, so that was one like, of the best scenes ever as he's got the thing. Anybody could understand it. He was so brilliant the way that they broke it down just right. for people that didn't know Earth 1, Earth 2. It was. It wasn't rocket science anymore. No, I love that they just they've embraced it. They just went full in on that whole concept, yeah. not hesitating at all. I love it. It's and, great, right? And it's not yeah. just big super mainstream stuff that everybody knows. They're going deep cuts. I mean, we saw that King Shark showed up at one point. We saw Gorilla coming City. back. Yes. confirmed to come back. King, King Shark just back? confirmed. Yeah. Oh my god. Coming one thing, back. One thing. There used to be something called Tight Chain that a lot of superhero movies and like like projects had where everyone was going away from tights going away from the bright shiny happy like superhero stuff and getting grittier and grittier and now we're in this whole new world where people are embracing like the goofiest stuff we have in flash there's a, a gorilla city there's actually a gorilla city in earth 2 and they played off that and it's just it shows that i think legends of tomorrow is actually going to be the uh, kind of culmination of that. It's the goofiest the like grow into that. So let's talk about the characters on the show. Uh, Right before we do that though, I want to know from you guys, did you feel like this was enough of a filler if you didn't watch Flash, if you didn't watch Arrow, if you don't know these characters, for you to go into this show cold? Or do you feel like that wasn't the point of this, it was a refresher for those of us who already love it? I, I would say it's a refresher because I think uh, Legends of Tomorrow specifically is aiming at the geeks that just collect everything. Mm-hmm. That collect and by collect I mean watch everything and know as much as they know at least about the, the TV universe. That they're able to be like, okay, alright, now I remember where that character's from and they replayed the the all the stuff that they are doing to build up Legends of Tomorrow. So I think it was just a refresher. I think if you're going in cold, you're still going to be a little confused. Okay. As confused yeah. as you would have been if you saw Flash without Arrow, or more confused than that? More confused than that. Because yeah, I think you can watch Flash from the beginning, and it just seems like a guy that, you know, is is in a... An accident and everything. Yeah, well, and you everything get happens. you get Barry's entire origin again right. in the Flash pilot, whereas you have a team of how many are there? Six, seven. That's mm-hmm. a lot of people Eight, to yeah. establish in that first episode. And I think right. we'll definitely get pieces of it. There'll be a lot of references, and I think over the course of the season, you'll be able to build the backstory for yourself as an audience member if you hadn't seen it. But I definitely think 
much but, much like in comic books, it's all so interconnected, and it's so there are going to be a lot of references to stuff that if you didn't see it, you won't know. Mm-hmm. Certainly, yeah. my biggest worry is it going to be something like Agent Carter. Thirteen episodes were able to just really t- tell a nice, tight story that first season, so it was great. Uh, it, but with this, there's so many characters. Is thirteen episodes enough, or right. there's just going to be like some characters aren't going to be service as much as I'd like to see them? Certainly, as a Firestorm fan, I, I really want to get deep on him, but I feel like, oh, if he doesn't get that much attention, because they have so many other characters to address as well. Not that it's that many more, but I think we have 15 episodes in our 15. first season. Right. I, I think that's what they signed for. Uh, one of the characters that none of us have seen on, on TV yet is Rip Hunter. Yep. Right. So he, he's our newbie. What did you guys think based off of the preview tonight? I think he looks good. I mean, he also comes from, like John Barrymore in, uh, in, in Arrow, uh, he comes from that kind of Doctor Who, like you know, isn't it great? Dumb. Like it's it's fun that Rory gets to be the Doctor. Essentially, yeah, right it's now. the fact that he was a guy that was like traveling around with the Doctor. He played a guy traveling around with the Doctor, and now he is basically the Doctor coming back in time and taking people back in time and having companions of his own. That was enough for like geekdom to kind of latch into. And he's also uh, he is like a superhero character. He is a DC character. Rip Hunter, who right. is like a time traveler and goes around and saves the day. So I'm excited to see him. I think it's good to have one new character kind of bring everyone into the adventure. He did seem to be leading the group, though, which yeah. is a very uh, tall task, considering who the other members of this team are and what we've seen them do. True. True. Although if you, if somebody traveled through time and said like I'm gonna take, I think I'm probably gonna follow him for a little bit. Like yeah, right. I'll follow you. Like you travel, you have to, you can travel through time. I'll I'll, I'll say what you, I'll do what you have to say for he a little while. He also seems to be the one to set up the rules in the time travel universe because you kind of need rules when you play with time travel. And I think he's the one to be like, hey, don't bunk your mom. Hey, don't you know? Don't <laughs> kill your grandparents. Hey, don't do that. All he's, generally good principles. Important yeah, you know? things. Yeah. 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 So I think he's. You need someone to be to set down the ground rules. You need the doc to the Marty. I think everyone else is Marty, and he's the doc. Speaking about that time travel, I was reading uh, an Andrew Kreisberg uh, interview who. <laughs> was talking about how people keep asking, which rules of time travel are you following? Like, which ones right. are you guys going to follow? And yeah. he was like, well, the ones we create. Right. <laughs> because it doesn't exist as far as we know, so we can't read about the facts. Yeah. So we shall sure. make our own. Yeah. Shout out to Back to the Future. Love those movies. Like, yes. That's pretty yeah. much what he said. I want, my, I want to fact check my time travel. Yeah. Yeah. That's really important. There's a famous, there's a famous um, quote to John Landis made to his son, Max Landis, I think. said, like, okay, you're going to start writing movies. You're going to start doing your own thing. Tell me, what are the rules for killing a werewolf? And he started being like, oh, well, silver bullet. And he's like, no, whatever you want them to be. They huh. don't. There is no rules for werewolves. It doesn't matter because they don't exist. Yeah. yeah. But now that all being said, this does take place in the same universe as Arrow and Flash, where they True. already have established time travel as a thing. So they haven't really now. Even though Barry's done it a couple of times now, they really haven't established too much uh, as far as concrete rules, other than you can go back and alter things that will affect your present when you right. come back to it. Right. True. With, with also the caveat, if you change something, it basically something else is going to happen in its place yeah, that, like, that you can't really predict. Like time karma. Yes. Yeah. He also yeah. did say that the, whatever rules it was that they created, they were going to stick very clearly to those rules, which I like to hear because I hate when you're watching a show and every time it's like. Like, ooh, that's a loophole. Ooh, there's another loophole. Right. Did they think this through at all? Like all, all those things. So we have seen in Flash. I'm sure they'll hold true to that. 
although it didn't really affect anybody but Cisco, and that's only because he could vibe. Right. So we, yeah. we didn't really see the, the negative sides of it as much. I yeah, was, it seemed like he just did good things, except I guess he did... Wasn't he like he did have a start a relationship with Iris? With they, Iris, they had a little kiss. They had a kiss, and then that kiss is now gone. Yeah, yeah. except he remembers it. Oh, poor no, I, I value time travel in terms of how much, like, if uh, how much, how well they close the loop. So if they can really right. plant the stuff right ahead of time, so you know exactly where they're going, and they're able to stick the landing. Right. Unless like it's like lost, where they they plant all this stuff, and they really didn't know where they were going, and they kind of just drop stuff, and they don't really kind of stick the landing by the end of it. And you're like, oh, all right, you guys didn't really have it all fully thought out. Four, eight, fifteen, sixteen, twenty-three, forty-two. What? <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, on that, on that note, let's talk a little bit about Hawk Girl, Hawk Man. Uh, yeah. I have such a girl crush on Sierra Renee. I think she's like the most adorable thing that I've ever seen, sure. and I thought. She crushed, got a little attached to her and Cisco for a second though. Mm-hmm. How I think did you I guys still, feel? I think I still am. Yeah, and I think that's it's a, it's the same problem with actually I'm att- still attached to Felicity and Barry. So it's like <laughs> you know it's it's they introduce these like oh man that seems like a good matchup and now they have to introduce a new guy and the true love of hers. But they're playing off of and this goes off of the. Um, time travel rules and everything because they're playing off of the theme of destiny versus what you can your own sort of destiny or what what you can make of yourself mm-hmm. make of your life so they're destined to be together does that mean they will or not and i think that's their whole like will they won't they it's kind of this epic ross rachelness that they're kind of introducing so i i, I think it's i think it's a it's a good idea. I'm. I hope that they make Hawkman a little bit more likable yeah. as it goes on. Because right now we just saw that one episode where he was just kind of like, "Yeah, we're gonna be together, you and me." <laughs> Jump off his roof. Yeah. Imagine yeah. doing that for that many years, though. You kind of right. at some point you stop being like, "No, I know it seems weird," and you got to just be like, "All right, I know what you're gonna say. I know what they're gonna say. We're gonna be together. Just let's get to that part. You gonna be with me, girl? You just watch it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that is what he said. About We're it. forever hawks. Are we? <laughs> are we at least invested in this relationship? Though we want to see where it goes. I would say not yet. I think. Okay. I think. But that's uh, that's something to play with. I think they because they don't like each other right now. And I think that's a fun place to start any. Well, he good loves relationship. her. Yeah. Yeah, but she doesn't like him. So it's. It's going to be a back and forth, and it's I, I, they're kind of forced together. Well, there's so. been so many versions and interpretations of Hawkman throughout the years. Oh, right. They have so the most with, confusing origin Yes, ever. whether he's, you know, they, they, they came from the planet Thanagar. Thanagar yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, there, there are science police there that actually pose as museum, uh, museum uh, uh, custodians or for that. Right. Uh, but but uh, now we've got, we've totally embraced the reincarnation aspect, right. the old Earth 2 kind of. Yes. Uh, tie of uh, Hawkman, so I like that aspect. So yeah, I same. feel like that plays really well into this whole series. Well, and, I would. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say I would assume because their origin is tied so closely to Vandal Savage, who is the, the main villain of this yeah. series. Uh, I would imagine that that's going to get a lot of play. The development of that relationship as we proceed. Mm-hmm. Uh, great right. segue into our big bad that we know is going to be the big bad the whole time. Mm-hmm. I love that because what we've had on Flash, what we've had on Arrow. Sometimes there's the big bad the whole season or half the season, but it's never as daunting to me as Vandal Savage is. Right. Oh my God, is he like I shake when I think about him? He's horrifying. Did an amazing job in the one episode he was in. How do you guys feel about him sticking around all season? I mean, I like I always like Vandal Savage. I know him from the comics, and I think he's. They never quite knew what superhero to team him up with. 
because he was always just kind of floating around and he was like Superman's super villain at some point. He was everyone's super villain mm-hmm. at some point. And I think the only one he really teamed up with the best was an obscure 90s superhero called Resurrection Man. Yes. Yeah. Like, that was great. Whose just ability was to die and come back with a new power every time. So they're doing that with Hawkman and Hawkgirl by having them continuously die over the years. So they're kind of They're playing off the idea of a mortal person with people that have died and been reincarnated over and over again. Right. And I think that's good. And I also like how he's just, he has that Ra's al Ghul thing where he's been around forever. And he's and he's like a master at everything just because he lives so long. Well, yeah. you just mentioned the person that has his ashes right now, which right. is what I'm curious about. How are we going to get from Raj al Ghul having the ashes that he picked up to Vandal Savage in Legends of Tomorrow? That's true. There's no, there's no uh, uh, Lazarus Pit right now. But they could play with the idea that they go back in time and he's not... They're stopping something that he did in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I think maybe, this is my guess, they might change something so he doesn't die in the present. Lex, what do you think? Well, I'm saying even if he does, like exactly what you were just saying, uh, you could jump to any point on the timeline and through some mishap, Vandal Savage is suddenly anywhere that he wants to be also really enjoy that this actor's name is Casper Crump, which is oh an God. incredibly comic booky oh name. Lord. I almost wish they didn't need him to play Vandal Savage, and they just put him in the makeup and costume and let him be called Casper Crump. <laughs> Do you yeah. think that was his birth name? Because if so, great parents. Amazing. That's right. <laughs> I, I need that. I love it. Uh, okay, you also mentioned Lazarus Pit, which brings us to a girl that we have not known what to do with on these shows. We've killed her. We've brought her back mm. twice. Yeah, multiple times. She is now the White Canary. Right. Are you guys excited to see Sarah again on screen? I am because I felt like she was such a more, more interesting Black Canary for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, and so I was like, when the, I wanted to see her. I didn't actually, uh, yeah, I, I didn't want uh, Kitty Cassidy. She was Cassidy. the best Just, of the Canaries, yes. I, I think. So yeah. it's nice to have her back. But you also, also knew that since she Strange really sentence. wasn't the original Black Canary, she was doomed. <laughs> so she wasn't going to be Black Canary forever because it was amazing. Right. Because she, she wasn't dying in Lance, so it right. was like it wasn't going to last. So I'm glad to have her back because I thought I I enjoyed her much more. Okay. Yeah. What are you guys thinking? You're excited to see her again? I, I think it's great to see her again, and I like that she has a she has one of the more interesting motivations going into the show, where she's trying to um, find out who she is because she she does come from that trauma of coming back from the dead. And also becoming beast mode all of a sudden. So yep. she has to she has to kind of like get rid of her bloodlust and also just find out if she can be a good person or if she is the person who she was before she died. Mm-hmm. And or if she's a new person that's even a better hero. So I think she has a lot more questions to answer. So it's nice to see her. You don't trust her right now. Well, I think she doesn't trust herself, and I think that's what's interesting about her. It's because she's... I wouldn't, if I was in her shoes coming back from the Lazarus Pit. Sure. uh, As I'm sure will happen one day, but... um, (laughs) You know, it's just... Uh you got to figure out who you are when you come back from the dead, because you you don't know what you're carrying. Sure. I mean, certainly the only thing is, like, that storyline is so closely to what Speedy's doing over in Arrow, too. Even though she didn't die, but she was near death when she went into the Lazarus Pit, came back full of rage, has to kill to kind of quell those those kind of feelings. Yeah, but then Speedy's totally normal, and then she's not, and then she's totally normal. I don't know what to make of her... But I love Speedy, I will say. Right, right. Roxy, I agree with what you were saying a minute ago about how it seems like they they did a lot with Sarah on Arrow, and it never seemed like they could pin down exactly what 
to do with her on an ongoing basis. They just liked her. Right, but I, I agree, too, with everything, Dave, that you were just saying, and it seems like now, finally, they have her in a place where she has a clear trajectory that she can follow. Yes. And so I'm, I'm curious to see now, given that there have been so many things, this character's been, you know, bopped back and forth in so many different ways, I'm curious to see if they can now pay that off in a satisfying way. Right, yeah. Our comic relief of the show, The Adam is coming. Uh, guys, I still, every so time good. I see him, I'm like, super... What? Uh, what? What's going on? Super Adam. Super Iron, Iron Man. Adam. Adam. And then remember, he was supposed to get his own show, maybe the yeah. Adam, oh, really? and then that's it. I mean, I think that's what he thought, at least coming into the kinda, TV world. I'm gonna be honest. I kind of wish that happened. That he because, got that it was just the Adam. Yeah, because well, they say it in this special about how every one character could have his own show or could have his or her own show. But the Adam, especially, is someone that like I loved reading the Adam because he's someone who's a scientist that can shrink really small and then he's in a whole nother world. Like the whole, the miniature world is, it could be, you could get like microscopic and then it gets real weird. And then he's playing off of that. He travels through phone lines, which he can't do anymore now that we have cell phones. But he used to do all you that don't stuff. Know. Well, that would be harder. <laughs> it would be harder. In the made up science of comics. but uh, Make your own rules. Yeah, but now he's like, it's interesting because they made him into a Iron Man that shrinks in a in a way. Yeah. So he's like he's become a muscle as well as like a scientist. So I'm curious to see what how he's gonna fit. Are you into just that. talking about his uniform or are you Well he, he he's flying around in a in an outfit that shoots, you know, lasers. Some and of stuff. the some of the effects uh season I wanna say it was season three three towards the end of season three of Arrow or maybe into season four when he's when he when you finally start to see him flying around. Some of yeah. the the poses he's in and the way that suit is animated, somebody had to be going, so we're we're just doing Iron Man. Then, yeah, right? That had yeah. to be the direction. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But right. I feel like that's and now my... of course he's it's the same thing, but he's he's Ant Man as well because he has the ability to shrink. Right. But I like I love what Brandon Routh did with that role on Arrow for the entirety of the third season. I yes. think I was the only one on the panel for whom that that he was my favorite romantic interest for Felicity. Great. Yes. Easily. Yeah. Are you no, still mourning great. their breakup? I do not accept that they cannot be together. <laughs> I will not. I still ship this hard. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Unless I, she dies. Mm, you know Roxy, know. come on. Alternate timeline. Just, just pull her out of the time stream somewhere else. Done. Oh. Yeah. Okay, that's what the new mission is of this entire team. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, yeah, go get Felicity. Like, yeah, Vandal Savage is out by episode three. The rest of the series is about how do we keep Felicity from right. Spoilers, getting shot by Damien Dark's people. Um, but I loved watching the two of them together because every time they were on screen, their back and forth felt to me like watching like a 1930s screwball comedy. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, because he has that like optimistic thing going on and he's... He's he's that, my that favorite. That whole optimistic thing—it's a little confusing to us. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like he's my favorite part of of comics. He's like what what comics should be is just like bright, happy. Everything's going to turn out well, and it's going to have a happy ending in the end. But he's my least favorite uh, reinterpretation of a character from the comic book to the screen, only because they added so many of the Iron Man elements That's to true. it. Sure. Like he they, was they already made great. Too complicated. Yes, yeah. he was already great. It's the ability to shrink and go microscopic is such a cool, interesting idea. The Iron Man stuff just seems so tacked on, and, and the, my well, least favorite part of that character. Well, I'm hoping with this new series that now they're going to simplify it more. They're going to like play with the idea of that he's just shrinking and he's you know a happy-go-lucky guy that can shrink mm. and maybe that that'll just be his role because they already have like enough ray guns and people with 
super heat ray and stuff like yeah. in that yeah. in the team. So the, there was a, another character that I feel like they might not have known what to do with, and they realized they had gold on their hands, so they were like, okay, let's just push them over to Legends tomorrow, and that's Firestorm, who right. is two different people who actually used to be a different one of the two people now they've not they've uh, narrowed it down to these two moving over as firestorm really they just don't want to lose victor garber right and why would you i mean he's fantastic i don't think they want to lose firestorm as a character itself either because that's true but i just think that robbie mel was really good Yeah, i would love to just be in the writer's room just understand like what were the decisions was it something did he have a pilot that he was trying to do and so that he couldn't be tied to this character for very long but but now he's coming back to as death storm Storm, so i feel like he had a pilot that failed and cw we know from tomorrow people (laughs) they love him so they're like Mm -hmm. okay tomorrow people oh that didn't work uh okay uh flash Oh, no, no, you have a pilot. Oh, let's put you on this CW pilot. Oh, that didn't work. All right, let's bring you back to Flash. Ah, like, I, right. They just don't know what to do with him and with Firestorm, which I'm actually okay with. I'm I, ready to explore with them. You know, honestly, I, I, I kind of like him as Firestorm because, like, I... For Victor I, or Jax? Uh, Jax. Okay. I actually kind of like Jax as Firestorm because I like this Friday Night Lights Firestorm kind of going on. Sure. And I I think they needed, uh, to be honest, more diversity in the in the cast. Mm-hmm. And I think Firestorm is a character who there's two different versions in the comic books. Mm-hmm. And I think it's good to I think it's go good to go with the more diverse character, and that way you could tell a different type of story. And that's that's true. And the other Firestorm had gotten really used to each other, and right. we couldn't see all the like trials and tribulations of them trying to figure this out. Now we've only done this one time. We'll see how they work together. They're yeah. very different. Yeah, and I like the idea of that episode where there was a guy that um, that the professor obviously wanted. But they went with the other guy because the other guy's better. That guy ended up being Cray. Yeah, he did. But he (laughs) he seemed like the choice that was right for the professor. And then it turned out it wasn't the choice at all. Mm -hmm. It was you should go with your opposite rather than your equal. And it creates a really interesting dichotomy because as as oddly matched as Martin Stein and Ronnie Raymond were, he and Jax, I think, their life experiences have significantly less overlap. So there's a lot of room to play with watching them try and, you know, get the Venn diagram to meet a little bit in the story. Well, certainly, yeah, because in the comic books, I mean, in the TV show, Ronnie's uh, a scientist, just like uh, just like uh, Professor Stein is. So it right. seems very compatible. But in the comics, Ronnie was more of a jock. So it's kind of cool going back in with Jax to kind of tie more back into the original comic book roots in that sense. You guys have sold yeah. me. I'm in. I'm in on the fire. We got her. All right, two of my favorite, my favorite villains of all <laughs> the DC shows, because I don't even know if we can call them that at this point. We have such a close relationship. With sure. Them. Captain right. Cold and Heat Wave. Every time they're on screen, I can't look away. I think they are so funny together, but also even when Captain Cold was separate, I love it. I even love Golden Glider with them. The whole right. thing. I, I know it's going to be a great episode when they're there, which means that this hopefully will be a great series. How do you guys feel about that? I, I like them because they operate, just like as they're saying on the show, but the rogues operate by like a certain set of ethics and moral code, which always kind of separated them from a lot of the other villains a lot of the other characters would have. Yeah. So I always thought that made them uh, very interesting so that they could be a little bit morally uh, flexible in certain situations, that they could do something which you think is being very altruistic, but maybe at the end it's also because it was going to get something for them as well. Right, and it's, it's interesting that have... Uh... 
the direction Captain Cold has done has gone in the TV show is a lot like what they did with Pied Piper in the uh, in the in comic comics, books, yep. where he was a, not a, on Flash, not the TV on the show, Flash yeah. TV show, but in in the comics he was like uh, part of the rogues, part of the, like the super villains, and then he kind of turned good. Uh, after a while, at first unwillingly, and then he kind of became the Flash's friend. And that's kind of the direction they're going with these guys. And at first I was hesitant, but then I realized they're going to make the team a lot more interesting because they're going to be the people that are going to want to go in the morally kind of bankrupt area of, sure. of the mission. So it's nice to have someone who's willing to go like, yeah, but what if we just kill the guy? And yeah. then get paid for it. Yeah. Like, how do you feel? Berlandi tonight said, the good guys win. And that really stuck with me. Like, the good guys win. And that's what we're supposed to feel. Yeah. Do we qualify Captain Cold and Heatwave as the good guys? Well, I feel like in the special, they were very, very briefly touched on it compared to everybody else. And I feel like Definitely. that's the reason that... There's guy you don't want to really kind of spoil anything that's going to be come up because you're bringing in so many assumptions that they're just the bad guys. They're going to be the monkey, uh, the re- uh, monkey in the wrench, uh, kind right. of, so to speak. So why not spoil? You don't want to spoil too much about how you want to play those characters throughout the season. Maybe I also think they could do a fun thing with White Canary and uh, her relationship with these two guys hmm. because she's someone who's coming from. You know, she was an assassin. She was part of this League of Shadows. And she turned good rather recently, and then she died and came back with a bloodlust. You know, so she's... Interesting. We think of her as a we good guy, but she's kind of on the, on, the, on, the, on the ropes herself. So it's nice to have someone who could tip her over the edge. Bad wise, yeah, and I like the idea too that maybe it's not so much Captain Cold and Heatwave to me are not necessarily evil. Uh, they just are really good at crime, and they get ahead doing that far more than if they were to do anything honest. I was right. actually thinking specifically of how uh, in some of the snippets of footage we saw tonight, Heatwave uh, Dominic Purcell plays he plays it just so like aggressively crazy. He just chews up that scenery, but, and I love, I love it, it so much yeah. fun. But I was reminded a little bit of um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm a huge huge fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, I thought you were going to say Prison Break, and I was with well, you. Well, obviously <laughs> that's the meaning that goes because the two of them are on it I'm together. still with you though. I'm still but there. I'm thinking about if you remember what they did with the character of Spike, which for my money, one of the best long form character developments that I've ever seen, but he starts that series as just an aggressive, destructive monster, just total evil force of destruction. And then they they find a way to just take all of that aggression and just point it this way. And all of a sudden he becomes a very powerful tool for good. So I'm wondering if that's all it takes. It's like if Captain Cold and Heatwave together figure out, oh, well, we can get everything we want by doing this instead. Yeah. I Mm -hmm. feel like they're apt to move in that direction. At Comic-Con this past year, I got to interview the cast of the show. And when I was interviewing Dominic, this always sticks with me when I watch because I feel like he is actually really similar to his character. And I mean that in the best of ways. He talks kind of like this. And and (laughs) he gives zero Fs about anything. Like, he just, but in a great way. Like, he walks into a room and, like, blows everything up and then leaves. And it's like, what just happened? I don't even know. (laughs) Uh, But I was asking him about his relationship with Golden Glider. And he looked at him and he said, who the beep is Golden Glider? And I was like, <laughs> he was like, I don't even, I don't watch them, I don't listen, I come in, I do my job, I leave. I, like, I, I love it, I love being on set. As opposed to uh, uh, Wentworth Miller, who got him the job yeah. after Prison Break, who like reads every single thing, looks sure. at everything. So I just think their dynamic off screen and on screen is so much fun. Well, mm-hmm. Also, I really want to like tip my the hat that I'm not wearing to Wentworth Miller because he shows up on The Flash making just these really, really odd performances 
performance choices. And at first, you see him in the first couple episodes, it's like, what, what is this dude doing? And as it evolves, and as he really hits his stride, and as you start to get used to what it is he's doing, he became, for me, one of the most consistently fun parts of that really big ensemble. Yeah. yeah. Especially he's, when they tipped his hand that he found out Barry's identity. It's so early uh-huh. on into the to their, their meeting. So they're like, wow, that really kind of changes the whole dynamic going forward with these guys. Yeah. Right. Here are the things that we heard about it, that they're fighting to save all of history, that it's insane and crazy. And, and, and bananas. And yes. unpredictable and utterly bananas. I, I love that, that those were the adjectives yeah. that we kept getting. I love how it was just like, the, if the first show is a gritty crime drama, and the second show is a fun superhero movie, the third one is bananas. Because <laughs> yeah. those are the three categories we know so well. <laughs> because bananas is now its own genre. Right, yes. if you yeah. didn't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will be covering this show here live after the show airs, starting the 21st, which is this freaking Thursday, oh, guys. Yes. So we will be here at 9 p.m. Legends of time. two days yes. from now. <laughs> brilliant. Yes. Yeah, I brilliant. like what that you did really there. Good. Any final things to say about Legends of Tomorrow other than we're so freaking excited? I, I'm excited for the fact that since it's time travel, that we're going to go right. back since we've, we're dealing with reincarnation with Hawkman and Hawkgirl, going back in time, meeting them back in some of the previous lifetimes as well. I'm excited to see what Easter eggs they put in from the DC Universe throughout this whole series. Mm. I don't know if you noticed, but I think twice we saw Captain Cold like looking at Kryptonite. And yes. I don't know what that means, but he was looking at a green rock of some sort. Mm-hmm. And they're going to, if even if they don't bring the super people into this. The super people. You, right. can super have, people. you can have like little nods towards the DC Universe throughout the entire series. I mean, the promo says, I saw... I saw like, uh, Men, Men of Steel, Steel die and Dark Knights fall. Fall yeah. that combined with the the Kryptonite, what appears to be Kryptonite. I mean, unless you know, maybe hopefully we'll see Flash and Supergirl crossover at some point soon. But they kind of been talking about it recently. Yes, yeah. and it's really more, more what they're not saying that makes me think it's actually a possibility. They now. might be leading um, to a crisis situation. Uh, just, that'd be the greatest thing. Yeah. I'd be, that'd be it. That'd be you could close TV <laughs> forever. <laughs> um, I'd be done. It's okay. I but just it's, it's, they're really they're they're just going for it in such a big bad bold way. And I love it. It makes me so crazy, crazy happy. Yeah, right. and Jeff John said that the Legion of Superheroes is going to show up at least a name check in one show. Really? So whether it's Supergirl, Flash, he wasn't specific, oh, or Legends of Tomorrow. So I'm hoping it's Legends of Tomorrow. That'd be awesome. Could Get be Supergirl though. Yeah. Supergirl had a lot of experience. Yes. Okay, guys, okay. it is time to talk <laughs> Boom. Yes. of the Justice League. Boom. Really, really interesting stuff we got here. So this was less of a recap, uh, some parts were recap, but it was more of a let's show you some things and tease you and confuse you guys so you can talk yeah. about it on a panel after Buzz. Yes. I felt like I was at Comic Con watching that actually. Huh? It felt like a we Comic-Con... had great energy. No, it was well, about us, right? Yeah, yeah, I meant like Kevin Smith <laughs> was like presenting this at Comic Con, which was like, hey, we're going to show you a sneak peek to the <laughs> whole world on TV simultaneously at once. Yeah. It just it felt like Comic Con to they, me. They did have it, a nice way of making us feel really special. I was yeah. like, oh my god, I got to see something that nobody else did except for everybody else everybody watching else CW, yeah. <laughs> which was everybody tonight. I'm curious to see what the ratings will look like for yeah, this, right? And how many viewers are they got? All right, let's talk some BVS here. Uh, first of all, I'm sorry to call it that. I know that Dave, Dave has a little bit of an issue. I feel every time, 
Every time they said Batman v Superman, I wanted to punch Lex Luthor in the face. Or Even something. though we're aware that that is what it is called. I well, know. It's the, it's the idea that it's just at some point a bunch of grown people, probably around a long table, many of them I'm sure were wearing suits, got together and decided on the title Batman right. v Superman Dawn of Justice. Mm. I don't mind Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice. I don't mind that long thing. Saying V out loud is like saying, <laughs> it, it feels like it's saying, hey, have you guys seen Star Wars V I? Or have you seen. <laughs> I see what you're saying. You know, it feels like, okay, it just stands for versus. What else could it stand for? So, anyways, uh, that's my little tirade. Uh, what did you guys think about when they were talking, uh, every single one of the characters? Who were you most intrigued by of all of the, the BBS people, of all of the uh, squad people, Wonder Woman, everything that we talked about? Was there right. one character that you were like, yes, gotta see? Well, I'll just be, I mean, it's the one thing. I, I, other than seeing what, what Wonder Woman's interpretation is going to be or the Suicide Squad. I mean, it's a new interpretation of Batman. So, yes. I mean, after being with under Christopher Nolan for so long, uh, to see what uh, the next step is when somebody else kind of takes the reins and how they kind of change it. I, mean, I don't know about him making him so much older. That's my only thing. Is like that I don't, I'm not liking the idea, of, but just personally, that he's older than Superman. Right. That, and that's just me just being really, you know, like, Superman's the first superhero. So he should be the one that kind of starts this whole thing. Right. But knowing that Batman's been around for a long time and then kind of just that kind of went quiet for several years. Well, it also seemed like they wanted to jump right to being able to pull heavily from The Dark Knight Returns, which I'm not necessarily complaining about because that's one of the best books that's ever been written. And I, I brought just, it in today. I don't just mean comic books. <laughs> I mean any book ever. Um, so I get the inclination and some of the visuals that we've seen, and obviously Zack Snyder is a, a master of visual aesthetics. Um, it looks great, but it does definitely, to, to what you're saying, it creates what seems uh, on the surface to be a very, very strange dynamic between right. the two of them. Well, one thing that I'm excited about um, is I think origins are overrated. Mm -hmm. And I'm done to death seeing superhero or origins on yeah. TV on on movies i'm done with them we know who these characters are let's just bring them on stage and see them like have fun it's a very broad statement though because when you're talking about batman and you're talking about superman i'm totally there with you but they talked about wonder woman tonight which right. i don't i don't think it's fair to say we've all seen it because we we don't see no, live that's, action that's big true. screen and i i think it's really important actually people are upset about the origin story we're doing with her i think it's wonderful that we're yeah. going back and taking the time to explain who this woman is and saying, hey, she's a serious player. You you should know where she comes from. And there's a lot of stuff there that, yeah, like you say, we haven't seen over and over and over again. Like, I mean, I think everybody at this point knows Superman's origins. Yeah, last son of Krypton, his planet blows up and he's sent to Earth, raised by the Kens. And if what? God, sorry. Did I spoil something for you? Um, but, if you did, but if you didn't know that now, every week on Supergirl, they're reiterating that for you. Right. I don't Same know. Same thing with Flash on Flash. Right. Or yeah. Whatever and it is. I don't know how many times now we need to see Thomas and Martha Wayne get shot, for example. We know. Yeah. We got Right. It. And I think I we are going to. I watching it, though. Is that... <laughs> yeah. Because just his reaction every time. It's so. Oh, my God. It breaks my heart over and over. Yeah. That was mean of me to say. I don't love watching it. It's anybody's pain. <laughs> but it's like if you say Themyscira to someone, they their head just kind of, like they're a dog and they're confused. They just look at you like, hmm? right. you gotta put the tongue out when you do it, though. D mm -hmm. huh? <laughs> right. And even if you might know some of the, the, the broad strokes of Wonder Woman's origin, I mean, the touches that they're doing this, where they're setting it predominantly in World War One, 
which is really a cool time period that uh, Wonder Woman's never been associated with. Always been like World War II and past that. So mm. that's a really cool time period to place that character in. I thought World War II would be a really cool time period to place it in also. But I'm I'm into this and I'm into Chris Pine. I'm confused yes. on how they're going to end up keeping him in the DCU because you get a big actor like that. You have him in the early 1900s. You, you just cut to modern day, and it's like, you look so like your grandfather. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, think... That will make me... <laughs> God, yeah. Dave. Well, I, I, I think that I it's important that we're like looking at Wonder Woman and finding out more about Wonder Woman, but I don't think we're actually going to touch her origin very much in the movie. I got the sense that the footage that we saw was actually from... The Wonder Woman movie. Am I wrong? No, I believe yeah, that's correct. That's what we're. That's what I'm. I feel like we right. moved on to a little bit. It was okay, a, the, the transition, you know, from BVS to Wonder yeah, Woman. So that's kind great. of slid in there. I like the fact that we meet Wonder Woman because we know who everyone knows who Wonder Woman is, even if it's just oh, spinning in the '70s and you know, playing Wonder Woman. Even if it's just that, people know who Wonder Woman is. Or even if you've just seen her shirt, because she's yeah. on a, but all the people's shirts. It's the only female right. superhero that you see, like, oh. Even if you're just a fan of Weezer, people know who Wonder <laughs> Woman is. But like, Great reference. Yeah. But, uh, uh, so having her just show up and then dive into her later, I think is great. And I think it's showing some progress in storytelling of superheroes, at least. Because it shows that we don't have to be like, all right, let's walk them through who this person is mm-hmm. before we even see one inch of them. We can see the person and then find out more about them later. I love that cool. one Wonder Woman shot that we saw where she kind of started kicking butt. Oh, God. Whatever yeah. that snip was. Yes. And I was like, oh, my God. You go, girl. Because everybody <laughs> complains that she's skinny and small. Yeah. And I just wanted to be this big badass machine. Yeah. I even liked when she was like trying on the hat and glasses because I feel like that was like an outfit I've seen from like classic golden age Wonder Woman. Yeah, that's yep. true. So it was nice to see just like, oh, they're nodding towards that. It's, uh, I think it's going to be good. Uh, like, not, not obviously, like they, they don't need to sell these movies to me. Um, right. I'm They already have my money probably more than once for each of these. But the shot, the quick shot of uh, Diana on horseback swinging that sword around. Oh, you God. and Kevin Smith both yes. love that shot. <laughs> Come on! Like, what else do you do? How do you not want to go see that movie after that? Yeah, I agree with that. Any other Wonder Woman thoughts before we move on? They talked a little bit about Justice League. Yeah, well, I, I guess real, real briefly, there was a rumor that Chris Pine was being considered for Green Lantern. So mm. we know that might be coming down further down the pipe. Would you like to have seen him as Hal Jordan? Or you're like, I don't know. That's too far in the future. Steve Trevor, great choice. There were rumors about him being a lot of different people. And then same thing with Scott Eastwood. And they yeah. were reversed and right. with Green Lantern. And then which Green Lantern and all of that. It got a little cloudy for a second. But I, I think this is a really strong choice for him. Yeah. As long as he sticks around because I yes. love him. I am excited for Cyborg, and I'm excited for Green Lantern, and even Aquaman, because I think people do not give Aquaman credit, and I love that they gave him to, like, such a big barbarian of a man. Oh my god, when he speaks, you listen. Uh, It's perfect, because he has to be a king. Like, that's important with the Aquaman mythos, is that he's King Arthur under the sea. Yeah, and so they're playing off of that by giving him like a very kingly person. So well, it's exactly what you said. In a world where Aquaman has been the butt of so many jokes for such a long, it's like hey, he talks to fish, right. which is not uh, untrue. But uh, you know, he's made fun of so much. The, but like the, all the fish, guys. right? All of them, like, big fish, small <laughs> fish, k- krill, um, to, uh, some mammals under the sea. But, uh, too. but the, the way the way that Mollusks. you stop all of <laughs> clams, uh, the Things way are weird guys, the way that you stop. 
stop all of that immediately is you cast Khal Drogo to play Aquaman, yeah. which I thought was brilliant. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I'm really excited about that. Let, let's talk a little bit more Green Lantern, because I want to know you guys' thoughts. Who are you wanting? Are you guys I don't how, know. I, guy, what? I'm not I'm not wanting anyone because I'm like, okay, the casting has actually been pretty good with all the movies. Like I I have my problems with Man of Steel, mm-hmm. but I actually think the casting on that was perfect. It oh. was spot on. Mm-hmm. Henry Cavill looks like oh. he is Superman. It's so great. Like even seeing him in interviews, it's just his muscles are just like there's too many. There's <laughs> too, too many. Look but away. also you, you got the face that I just want to be your friend. It's perfect. That's what Superman should be. So like I think that they'll get Hal Jordan or whoever it is, right? But I'm excited to just see in space, I'm glad that they're saying Green Lantern Core. Yes, because mm-hmm. me Green, too. It's the core is the best type of stories where they're just going around space, solving space crime, being space police. That's great. That's all yeah. I need. And it's an easily understandable concept to anybody. It's basically just space cops. Yep. Space cops, right. guys. That's we. So every kind of every police police procedural you've ever seen, just imagine in outer space. Guys. Yeah, and I hope they build off of the whole like. Alan Moore short stories mm-hmm. and also the the even the parallax uh, yellow weakness stuff. I hope they build off of that because yeah. I like the idea that even yellow being a weakness is only like part of the fear being a weakness, which is the opposite of willpower, which is what powers the rings is willpower. Mm-hmm. So fear would be the opposite of that. The storytelling is just so ripe there. So it's it's about time we do something serious with it uh, that's not just Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah. 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 Because, well, you can do so much to build a wonderful ensemble. I mean, you've got a team in place already, if that's the route you want to go. You have your right. Hal Jordan, you have your Jon Stewart, your Guy Gardner, your Kyle Rayner. Um, you mentioned the Ryan Reynolds movie. Um, Jon Stewart. I thought I we say, weren't going to bring it up this time. Well, I would say, too, <laughs> to me, the biggest Sorry. bummer about that movie is because they cast Mark Strong as Sinestro there, we probably won't see Mark Strong as Sinestro uh, again. Maybe. Yeah. That, I, that could be true. Maybe maybe they'll pull an M like from James Bro, Bond. Yeah. You know? You never know. Mark Strong is the new Judy Dench. Yeah, 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 yeah. We all kind of had a weird reaction to f- the Flash and Ezra Miller and just what they were doing with that. I, I, there's not that much more to say, but they were like, this is a very different story. Let's tell you the exact same story. Yeah, you know, the I, origin I, I, was exactly the same. Yeah. We have five minutes to wrap. We have to get yeah. the Suicide Squad. I'm, oh, yes. I'm totally with you. Let's talk about this trailer. Right. Overall thoughts, I want a number, 1 to 10. I just threw that at you guys. <laughs> and I get to go last and hear all of your okay. first move. Starting with him, Frank. For me, I guess I'm, uh, I always love the Suicide Squad, the comic book, John Ostrander, Luke McDonald. That stuff was fantastic. I I mean uh, Deadshot one of the greatest uh, characters around so it's so cool to be seeing that and the fact that the the, the the mask is so authentic to the actual look in the comic is really cool I I don't know I, I, the, the Batman Arkham Asylum uh, movie that came out Assault uh, on Arkham yes, yes. Uh, yeah so that was a great thing and if the movie kind of followed that kind of tone uh, I'd be really jazzed for it by, so by this trailer uh, I'm I'm only giving it a six right now Ooh, Ooh. all right yes. okay. well I would have to say I'm gonna say trailer gives me a seven. Because it looks so great. Harley Quinn looks great. Everyone looks fun. Ed Hardy, Jared, Jared Leto, though. Ed Hardy, uh, Joker. He gives me a two right now. So it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see if they're able to win me over with Jared Leto. And I I do like the little hints that they're doing. I'm curious to see what the relationship is really like with Harley Quinn. 
I hope they play off the idea. I hope they go like a um, Jessica Jones route where she's trying Alcohol. to... Alcohol. Yeah, well, no, she's trying to recover <laughs> from an abusive relationship in the past. That's what I'm hoping they're doing with their relationship, mm-hmm. but we're going to see. So I'm going to... Uh, similar to what you just said, Dave, uh, I'm going to say the trailer, which I thought was a very impressive trailer, I'm going to say seven, but, and even though I'm still a little bit on the fence about, about Ed Hardy Joker as well, mm-hmm. although I think the laugh is awesome. Um, True. It's it's teeth too. Ama- It's exactly what I was saying before. It's, oh, wow, we're, we're here now. Harley Quinn is in a movie. Killer Croc is in a movie. <laughs> Killer Croc. The Fresh Prince is Deadshot. We yeah. live in that world. And so all of those factors taken in, in concert with one another bump it to an eight for me in terms of excitement i love that eight out of you i needed that for this <laughs> panel right now uh speaking of fresh prince i thought that he did an amazing job in the first clip we saw as he's like open the gates and all of that but the minute he opens his mouth i always think will smith and i don't right. know how to get rid of that and i don't even think it's his fault well it, it just that's difficult for i'm me. hoping they push how bad he is i hope he's a terrible person because he's so likable as Will Smith, right. and he's already like a guy we're used to seeing blow up aliens and save the world, we want him, we see him as a hero, so they can really push the idea that he's like a terrible person and we'll still like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Enchantress scared me yeah. a lot, which I mean, is great. I don't know what they're doing with her, and I'm all in to figure it out. I'm surprised they're bringing in magic here, and I'm wondering if they're going to do... Make magic an actual alien thing and maybe bring an apocalypse because of it. That's my, that's maybe my hint. That's maybe my thing that they're going to go with. Because I noticed a lot of big dents in the ground, big like things getting ripped apart. It sounds like something super is going on and maybe they're building up apocalypse and dark side. Right. A couple other things that I loved. Um, I love the voices scene with Harley. I thought that that was really cool and clever and funny and scary also. Um, And then I thought it was great that we saw her butt at the end there looking good. Uh, Margot Robbie, she's so cute. I think she's going to run away with this movie. Yes, absolutely. Jai with the beer. That was kind of funny. I don't don't even know what to say about that. He's great. I mean, I never thought I would say Captain Boomerang looks great in a movie. (laughs) I didn't think (laughs) that Captain Boomerang Boomerang in a movie, that's awesome. Yeah, Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, The best part of the trailer probably for me was Bohemian Rhapsody, which was perfect Mm -hmm. for this. I am giving it also an 8 because it got me even more excited than I was. The teaser for me was probably about a 10. Like That teaser that they initially dropped was amazing. This was really, really strong. There was a couple of things that I hated, which was the words going across the screen. Worst heroes ever. Oh, like God. the comic book guy from Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. it's like, we get it, we're geeks. It's Don't Big Bang Theory us. Yeah, okay. it felt like it was outdated, and also, in my head, that's the, it was worst heroes ever, which was like, I don't know, my Jewish grandmother's voice, and I was like, why is she here right now? This is so strange. So that bothered me a bit. I actually liked the Joker scenes, um, and other thoughts from you guys on this trailer? Yeah, I, I guess my my, uh, my number is so low is only because I feel like the Marvel movies have been so successful for me uh, yes. that I feel like I'm, I'm I'm buying into what they're selling me when I see that. But I've had such a hit and miss ratio with the DC films, especially with Superman Returns, right. uh, the Man of Steel, things like that. It's just been kind of so. I'm I'm very gun shy about wanting to just jump all in to a DC movie. If these are if uh, Batman v Superman is great, Suicide Squad's great, then uh, certainly uh, I'll be more uh, more all in right off the bat. Yeah. All right. 
I j- just remembered the shot in the trailer of Deadshot on top of the car firing his gauntlet guns, and now I'm going to say 8.5. There is. I love it. Okay, guys, we have this Thursday the premiere of Legends of Tomorrow. On March 25th, we have BVS. And then in August, we have Suicide Squad. 2016 is a really good year for us, for us DC fans here. And us comic book fans. Yeah, I know. DC, DC not having a single movie in theaters in 2015 was... Exactly, that's exactly how it was. Guys, Oof. until Thursday, oh. where can the people find you to hear everything that you're thinking about Legends of Tomorrow and DC stuff? I'm Lex Michael. I'm on all the stuff. Tweet at me, do whatever the, you do, all the verbs we'll at me. Kevin Smith all the, oh, and we'll, we'll make big hand gestures together. I'm everywhere at the Lex Michael. I'm at MR Dave Child. Find me, I'll talk about geeky things. Oh, there you are. I'm at Happy Go Jackie. And you can find me at Roxy Stryer. You can find us at AfterBuzzTV, AfterBuzzTV.com, YouTube.com slash AfterBuzzTV, on iTunes, on SoundCloud, wherever you are. Write us a comment. We love reading what you guys have yes, to say. Yes, please. And especially please. for shows like this, you guys are the absolute best. We're, I'm so happy that we get to be talking to DC fans every oh, single yes. week yeah. until Thursday. Mwah. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 